Now, I certainly don't mean this as an aspersion to those who didn't, weren't able to make it to Mass today, but in every civilization, in every age, there are always those willing to stay at home. Matter of fact, maybe the majority of people who are willing to stay at home and guard their own peace and wants. And then there are those precious few who, when they sense something is going down the wrong path and being less concerned with private wants than the common good, will leave the comfort and safety of home and perhaps travel to where decisions are made and the very things that are a concern to them are enshrined in law and they will make their voices heard. They will make sure that their presence is witnessed and they will make sure that it is known that things are not okay. And they will do this with some risk, some self-expense and some disruption to their own lives. Such a person might be, and there are certainly plenty of examples of it from our own parish, the people who went to the Right to Life March in Washington, D.C. Or you might think of St. Sebastian, who, safe in the countryside, leaves home and family and travels to Rome during the hottest point of the Christian persecution. While he was there in Rome, he did what he could to protect the Christians that were there in the faith. And those he could not protect, he buoyed them up to make sure that they would stay strong in the faith. And he brought to the faith to anybody who was open to it, whether it was a fellow soldier, an official in the government, or even a prisoner. And we know that he did this at terrible self-risk. For being discovered, you could be executed by the state. And as it turned out, he was, or at least they attempted to execute him. As we see up here, being tied to the tree and shot with arrows, right? As it turns out, he did not die. He was found and nursed back to, oop, nursed back to health, as we see over there. Now, one might certainly think, you know, Sebastian, you can take it easy now. You've earned it. Certainly, God knows how much you love him because of this risk that you're willing to take. And you did so much good for the church. Why not go to Florida now and spend the rest of your days by the beach? But he doesn't. He sets out again and he confronts Diocletian on the Appian Way outside the walls of Rome. And there we have Diocletian. Chides Diocletian for treating Christians this way, and Diocletian's shock was real at seeing this man he thought he had killed standing before him with the effrontery to correct him. And then he had Sebastian clubbed to death and his body thrown into the common gutter. It sounds like a terrible ending to the story. Why risk so much? Some people might even call these actions foolish or stupid. Why go through the trouble? When I went around to the classrooms in the day school, I didn't get to do PSR today because we didn't have it, to pass out our traditional chocolate arrows, I tell the kids the reason why Sebastian did that. It was because he believed in something greater than himself. It was because he loved someone greater than the self. It was because he lived for something beyond his own wants and desires, and nothing would get between him 
and who he loved. Nothing would get between him and what he believed to be true. Nothing would get between him and the authentic life. It is people like this that we call heroes. It is people like this we call saints. And the kind of people that we need right now in our own day and age. It is my own personal opinion, this is not the official stance of anybody but myself, and you're welcome to disagree with it, but that in our current day and age, we are perfectly living out the fairy tale Little Red Riding Hood. Bet you didn't see that one coming. All right. The more original title of the story from centuries ago was The False Grandma, and I think it's more appropriate. In this story, if we remember, the big bad wolf wants to eat Little Red Riding Hood and everything in her basket of goodies. So he goes ahead of her to Grandma's house, gets rid of Grandma, by, and takes her place by disguising himself as her. And despite everything looking okay, when Little Red Riding Hood goes there, something just doesn't seem right. And she starts asking questions. Now think of Grandma as being 2,000 years of culture, which in our own day is being assumed into the culture of death. We rightly ask questions and are told not to worry. In fact, if we do worry, there's something wrong with you. My grandma, what big eyes you have. Well, the better to see you, my dear. My grandma, what an inconsistent and unreasoned ethic of human life you have. The better to grant you freedoms, my dear. Sounds good, and maybe even a bit enticing. But we sense something wrong here, and the danger is that new and young generations of Catholics are in danger of being swallowed up by the wolf of new think. If one confronts the wolf, one is told that you are out of step. You're not with the times. Yet we know there is many a time that is not worth being with, no matter how popular it is. Just because your view of the world is consistent with 2,000 years of Western culture and the greatest minds of humanity's history does not make it old-fashioned. Just because you believe in God does not make your opinion less viable. It does not make you a second-class citizen. It does not disqualify you from having sway in public opinion. And what we need today more than ever is the lumberjack from Little Red Riding Hood to come on the scene and restore Grandma and give Little Red Riding Hood her true freedom to act once again. What is needed is for you to be bold and to stand in the shoes of St. Sebastian, to proclaim with the prophet today, for Zion's sake, I will not be silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not be quiet until her vindication shines forth like the dawn and her victory like a burning torch. We are all called to do this in our own way. As Paul reminds us today, we have all received some gift to carry out this ministry. To each individual, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for some benefit. It is possible that you are not called to stand in the actual shoes of St. Sebastian. But how about a frail, stooped, octogenarian woman of faith? 
on February 3rd, 1994, coming out from behind the curtain and stepping up to the microphone and expected to give a nice, nice talk to the president and his wife during the national prayer breakfast, Mother Teresa kindly but firmly explained how abortion was poisoning our people, our societies, our world, and our collective souls. Protecting and promoting the faith is your calling and my calling. Because if not you, who? If not from here, then from where? And if not now, when? With G.K. Chesterton, we hold to this faith, not because it's right when we are right, but that is right even when our culture is wrong. So who will speak for the faith? Who will speak for the common good? Who will stand not for what is popular, but for what is true? Who will be our home, local, national, and world heroes and saints? Who, if not us? St. Sebastian, pray for us.